You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. Hey guys, so in today's episode, I think it's going to be really super fun. I have an awesome, amazing guest with us, uh, Lexi Wilson, and we are going to be diving into her story, but more importantly, her jam of astrology, business, just this human stuff, like being real um, with what we're doing, how we do it, and how we can utilize all these different assets in our life as tools to just really help us have a easy human experience because sometimes the shit's hard or you get stuff like laryngitis and you just got to roll the punches. So with that, Lexi, I want to like throw it over to you. Tell us a little bit about how you got to what you're doing today. Yes. Well, thank you so much for just having me. I love, love, love being on podcasts and having conversations with other intuitives because it's just always magical. So I'm so excited and I'm like smiling so hard. Um, But yeah, so you know, it's funny, it's kind of hard to like answer that question because there are so many series of events that happened that brought me to where I am today, but where I would definitely say um, it in terms of this leg of who I am as an intuitive business owner, as um, someone who is intentional about manifesting the things that I want. Uh, that journey really started probably at 30, which would be from the astrological perspective, the Saturn return. And um, I had a really rough uh, childhood and rough 20s. Um, so I had to learn kind of how to stand on my own feet. I came from a background that was very, very abusive. And so I, abuse was normal to me, like the way people talk to each other, family members talk to each other, whether it was physical abuse or spiritual abuse or emotional abuse. Um, I was used to having someone always be in control and use um, emotional and spiritual manipulation to control everything I did. Um, And so when I hit my 30s or my 30th birthday, um, it, I finally had to make a decision as to, I was forced because of the fact that, uh, my mother and I got into such a huge argument. And it was at that moment that I realized I needed to stand up for myself, but in doing so it severed the relationship between her and I. And although that was, that would turn out to be one of the healthiest things, it was literally the most impossible, hardest year of my life. And um, yeah, yeah, it ended up leading into so many um, decisions. I, I was dependent on her because she was helping me out financially at the time. So when it happened, I ended up losing a lot of money. I ended up three months behind on my rent and my lights were off. I was staying with friends. I was almost evicted. Um, but it forced me into this place of realizing like I need help. I need something else. And I can't just stay on this mindset of thinking like, this is life. Life is just people hurting you and 
everything falling apart and you just kind of have to stick with it. I didn't want to believe that. And that began that journey to like, well, what else is there to believe? That's yeah. a really quick run through. That's okay. That was okay. <laughs> the beginning of the, the cliff note version. Well, a totally different like thing, but do you know my big thing started at 30? Like really? also, yeah. yeah. Like moving years, into this sure. world, I guess is what I'll say. Like yeah. I had gradually had pieces and like little touches of it, but the big boom happened around 30, like life changing. And I'm 35 now going on 36. So it's okay, yeah, I'm 36. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is because in terms of astrology, so, okay. So Saturn is, um, Saturn takes about 29 and a half to 30 years to rotate around the sun. So that's one year for Saturn is 29 and a half years of our lives. Um, and so when Saturn re returns back to the same place that it was at when you were born, which usually happens around 29 and a half, um, 59 and a half, and then if we're lucky, then 89 and a half. Um, and Saturn rules over the harsh lessons and the challenges that we're going to face, as well as the life purposes that we're here to uh, kind of match and meet, which makes sense. A lot of the things that we end up finding challenging are the same things that we find purpose and meaning behind. Um, and so, yeah. And so that 30th year is the first time that we experience Saturn returning to the place of our birth, which now triggers that during the 30th year, it's about that independence of self and starting to uh, truly get away from wherever you were um, and being faced with whatever the, if you're not living in your truest self, that year tends to be the roughest year because it's Saturn basically saying like, hey girl, is this what you want for life? And if it's not, then we're gonna disrupt it, which causes a lot of turmoil and endings in the person's life. Um, and so it's really tough. But, uh, and tough is relative, because if you've had a really tough life, then it might not feel so tough. <laughs> um, but it does tend to be a rough year. When you have your second Saturn return, that tends to be around that, you know, uh, midlife crisis type of energy where uh, the world who doesn't, whoever doesn't believe in astrology, they call it the midlife crisis, but in astrology, it's like, no, it's your Saturn return. So that second time is now, am I living to the fullest of, of my abilities? Have I done the things that I want to actually do in this life as I start to, obviously 60 isn't the end of life, but it's not as young as 30 or 20s, right? So you're starting to really think, am I living truly up to my potential? So these themes tend to come around. So when someone tells me that their 30th year was also their year of their awakening, I'm like, oh yeah, girl, I feel you. <laughs> Well, and that's what's so cool about astrology is like, or I've, I don't know, like I'm not knowledgeable in it, but like I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And in and the fact of like patterning and, and behaviors and all stuff, same thing, like it was mind blowing to me um, in terms of astrology. Like most people, like you open the newspaper, like as a kid, my mom's like, oh, let's read the astrology section. Right. And right. then it's like, you know, I'm I'm June 28th. So I am like full blown butthole cancer. Like, oh, middle, I'm like, yeah, I'm you're my balance. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, I'm cancer. Um, I'm a cancer sun, Aries moon, um, oh. which is hilarious. I'm married to an Aries. Oh, well, that makes sense, though, because because your moon sign is your moon, your Venus and your Mars are more. Your moon is about your emotions. Your Venus is about your romantic love and your Mars is your like visceral sexual passions. Um, so a lot of times when our part when we 
when we get together with our partners, they tend to match more with our moon or our Venus or Mars. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense that he would have been in Aries and you would have connected. Well, and it was funny. I didn't even know there was like all these other things. And this was like years ago. I mean, like years, yeah. like 2011, 2010. And one day he's like, you've got to look up your moon sign. You've got to have Aries in there. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that supposed to mean, man? So on that note of knowing all these things, so for one, did astrology come after the big boom or did you already slowly be introduced to it prior? I I have always been interest, interested in astrology, which is really crazy because, so I grew up in a cult. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know. The, it, when I tell my story, it's very odd because it's like literally just like, bam, hit people with one twos everywhere. But Oh, nothing surprises me, girl. <laughs> no, no. So I grew up in a cult. I was third generation in it. My grandmother was wow. raised in it. My mom was raised in it. And then she raised me in it. Um, and the majority of my family is, we're all raised in it. The kids now, we're all kind of finding our way, but um, some of us are still inside of it. And so the first time I found astrology was through a friend of mine who is still a friend of mine, who her mom was very like, very hippie kind of vibes. And I loved going to her home all the time because she always had all these like statues and like really cool things. She was so chill. And she told me about astrology and I might've been 12 or 13 when that happened. And yeah, and I fell in love because I felt like it, the, especially because the way she introduced it to me, it wasn't the horoscopes like in the Cosmo magazines. It was the full, like, this is a book, this is cool. So I was, I really was intrigued by it. But then I brought home the book and my parents found it and I got the like, beating of my life over that because it was the devil you're bringing demons into the house it was horrible it terrified me the way that my parents got me got so angry however uh i am a leo moon so <laughs> that fire i love it you're like however caveat <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that that passion in me also got ignited because I felt rebellious. Like wow. I felt like, how dare you tell me yeah. that something that actually is making me feel really comforted is not good. And mm -hmm. so I hid my love of like astrology and I only really studied it when I would go to the library. I would go to the library every day to kind of get out of, get out of my house. Cause I was homeschooled. So I was very, very sheltered. Um, so every day I would go to the library and then there I could read and I would just stay there for hours until the nighttime. And then whenever I would go to my friend's house, I would also kind of talk about all these cool spiritual stuff there. So once I got into my twenties, I, I had also went to a, a, um, religious college from the religion that I grew up in. So once I graduated from that school and now was in my twenties, I had this like freedom. There was no, the college that I went to, we were required to go to church. We were required to do like things. So once I graduated, it was the first time that I wasn't being controlled to hold when I have to go to church and I have to get so many um, reports or things like that. Uh, so I had the freedom to like buy books and buy stuff. I was too scared to buy an Oracle deck. So I, I didn't do that for a few years, but I did get astrology books. And then on my 30th birthday, when everything really fell apart, that's when, um, I, I ended up leaving my home. I lived in Florida and I moved to Chicago. And when I moved to Chicago and I got a job out there, I felt completely and totally free. Cause I was no longer even in the vicinity of my family. 
and then that it was at that point that I kind of refound my love with astrology and was allowed to bring it into my home without fear that demons were going to come in because I had these books. And I found a sister circle randomly through Meetup who they also really loved astrology. And so the universe did all these little things that kind of brought me comfort. And that's how it ended up becoming so part of my life at 30. Yeah. I yeah. see. I mean, like, it gives me chill. Like, it's so amazing. Like, Wanda, this could be like a lifetime movie. I know. Um, so many people have cool. told me that. <laughs> they have definitely um, told hello. me that. Um, like, I mean, seriously, I, I think that's amazing. Like, it, like the trials and tribulations that you went through, yet, like, this huge release. And then I call them, like, the gingerbread trail. Like, the universe mm. leaves us, like, along the way through the trauma and stuff that we experience. Right. Like, it gives us a little, even if it's, like, a pinhole of light, like, and we don't know what it's there for. And then eventually, like, we start chipping away inside that cave and we realize, like, there's a whole world out there and that world we get to create. Like, so I, I think your story is incredibly beautiful. Like, being honest, like, not just nice. Like, that's really beautiful that, like, just your energy. And, and uh, fun fact, guys, like, I just was, like, drawn to, like, Lexi's energy. And I just, like, randomly messaged her one day. <laughs> I love. So, like... I really, you have this beautiful magnetic quality that like in so many ways had been building itself for years. And like when it was time, like here you are and you have just shined yourself to the world in such an incredibly beautiful way. Oh, I mean, that's amazing. And then that story is so heroic, not in the form of like trying to be the hero, but and not even trying to be the survivor. You were just living like, how can I live? How can I find? And like, I think it's so inspirational. Like I really do. And like, so tell me now the next layer, um, what got you to go from wherever working to then starting to want to work for yourself? Like, how did that transition? Yeah. Well, you know, what's so interesting. Uh, so I, I am a former therapist. That's what I got my master's degree okay. in my training. Right. So that's where I technically have like, those were those student loans are for a girl. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then when everything happened after my 30th year, I mean, obviously just like many of people in their twenties, we graduate, we have all these hopes and we're like, yeah, we're going to change the world. And then we get a job and they don't pay us. They make us work till we're, you know, blue in the face and we're underappreciated. And I, I am such, I am a Capricorn through and through. So I am a workaholic. Um, I love every, when I love something, I love it and I get all the way in. So I was working all the time. And um, eventually though, live, both living in Florida and working in social services, there were so many injustices that I saw um, against minorities, against immigrants, against people who didn't speak English. And I couldn't, I'm a daughter of immigrants. I am a black woman. Um, I cannot, I realized like I couldn't work in this field and be the face of trauma for so many children. And even though I wanted to change the system from within, it, I, it's very difficult to to do that um, and not end up playing the politics and the games and all that stuff. In addition to the fact that because I wasn't getting paid very well, I was still dependent on my family to support me, even though I have this full-time big girl job. So when I moved to Chicago, uh, one, I knew I didn't want to go back into social services because I didn't want to deal with all the tape. And also, I mean, it was Chicago, so I was not uh, interested in going into social services in Chicago. I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the things that I love to do 
is executive administrative kind of work. Like I love, love, love that stuff. I love getting on the phone. I love talking to people when they come in the office and I'm like, Hey girl. So I'm very like, as you can tell, just like, you know, I love, I'm extroverted. Uh, so I got an office job and girl, I, I didn't know exactly how to manifest at that time. So it wasn't intentional, but it was intentional in the sense that there was a piece of me that knew I wasn't going to work in social services. I didn't want a job that wasn't going to let me be able to take care of myself because I knew I didn't want to go back to that fear of, am I going to get evicted? Can my lights stay on? Like I knew that I couldn't do that and I didn't want to do it in Chicago of all places. Um, So uh, I had signed up with a temp agent and I let them know like these are this is the type of job I want this is the salary I want and when I went in for the interview they liked me so much that they didn't even give me the job that I was technically there for they gave me another job which was uh $15,000 higher in salary than the job that I had applied for right so I was like oh my gosh and it was exciting because it was a marketing company And I would work with, uh, they made collectible items for different brands like Marvel and Disney, which are all my favorite things. (laughs) So it was great because I had no marketing experience at all, but it was just my willingness to learn my my personality and my commitment and letting them know, like, I learn quickly, I will work hard for you. And I was so excited because I knew the brands. Like I am such a nerd. Like I told you, I was homeschooled. So I was a nerd and I love Disney. I love Marvel. I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. So I knew everything about these brands in and out, which gave me that opportunity to, when the when the opportunity came, I could really rise to the occasion. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, that gave me the freedom to make more money than I had ever made in my life. And yeah. that one action kind of moved me into this space of like, man, that was really, it wasn't easy because it was so hard to drive all the way up from Florida, get a place, get a job. But it it was easy in the sense that all I did was go to an interview and just hope that I could get a job that I enjoyed and I got it and I got more money. And that kind of spurred this whole like, what if there's more to that? Like, what if it wasn't just a random coincidence that that all aligned the way that it did? And so I started looking into, especially because at that point I was looking at astrology stuff. So I wanted to know, is there a way to kind of manipulate energy to make it Mm. be what you want? Right. And so, and this is the beautiful part about being your co-creator with the universe. So you're not responsible for like creating everything. You can just make your wishes be known and the universe will work in tandem with you. And so I believe that because I was in this mindset of going, wow, that was actually relatively easy to do. I wonder what else is out there. I believe that the universe then was like, oh, good, she's wondering. (laughs) And so all of these little things such as me wanting to make new friends and then getting on meetup.com and finding a spiritual goddess circle group. And I was like, what's a goddess circle? That led to then meeting a sister circle, which that was amazing because we met every Monday night. We would 
sing songs together. We would pull cards together. We would, it, I mean, it really was a beautiful space for me to dive deep into the world of spirituality with the comfort of friendship, mm -hmm. which was something that I needed since I was trained to believe that all of this was wrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it was, it felt really scary to do on my own. And it was in that safe space with those women who I'm still friends with today that I was able to find my own beliefs and find strength in my tools like saging, like oracle readings, like astrology and taking it to another level. So from that space, after working at my job for a year, I started to realize I, I wanted to work for myself instead of having them control my schedule because my spirituality was awakening so much that I wanted to start it to teach, but I couldn't figure out like, how could I do this as a full-time thing? But at the same time, I remember literally one day sitting at my desk and saying, this is the last job I'm ever going to have. Like, I'm not going to work after this. So I'm going to figure out how to, how to make this happen. Um, and then I think, oh, that was what was crazy. The, um, I was watching Netflix and one day the secret was, was recommended to me. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like the universe, when you make yourself, oh, yeah. home, they surely right? do. and I had never heard of the secret. So I was like, or I think I did. I saw it in sex in the city with Samantha's character. Right. So I had heard it, but I didn't really. So I watched it and that was, that was where I was like, this is how I'm going to do it. Like yeah. I am going to figure out how to manifest this thing. And so I, that's when I started changing my affirmations to things that I wanted. I started working with crystals. I started intentionally creating the energy in my life that this is what I was going to manifest. And, um, and then eventually through a series of events at my job, it became clear that it was time for me to leave. Yeah. And so I went ahead and put in my notice. And when I did, the good part of that is it forced me to have to now really come up with a plan for making money as a spiritual teacher and a coach. And so I started using Facebook at the time to do live videos and just start teaching about the stuff that I was learning about. And then that led to people asking more about, well, do you do like coaching? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and so yeah. that's kind of how, and it's since evolved several times over uh, because that was, I was 31 when I left and now I'm 36. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's definitely evolved over time, but that's the long story of how I got to this place of finally working for myself. Yeah. Well, one, also another commonality. So mine, after I started shifting, so I did business prior. My background is in graphic design and I got a master's in business. And then I was just doing like, I had it also another side, random side, but I had a stamp store, an online wooden custom rubber stamp store. From, oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I started, well, I started my little online business in 2008 and um, I, I finally figured out my little niche was wooden rubber stamps in 2011. I had it until 2017. <laughs> And that was the year I also started spiritually teaching on Facebook through live streams. <laughs> um, and I just was like teaching. Like, you said it. And I, I was thinking of that earlier today. I was like, how did I all, I had so much stuff to talk about. It was like everything I was learning. Yes. It's come. And I could fluidly so easily just teach it. And then I think because it's like a relatable thing, we're not like way you know, all yeah, the way over the there, you know, yeah. like glam, glam. Thank you, ma'am. Here I am. You're over there. And I was always like, yo, homie, let's, uh, the, let's talk. Let's talk. Right. Let's sit in the living room. Let's have a conversation person to person. I'm not better than you. I'm not more than you. 
we're just we're just here two humans trying to figure out this life and it's like that was that portion for me that I noticed naturally a lot of the things that I carried I just wanted to bring forward and so I imagine that's kind of what started to happen for you um was it a a matter of like I mean for me I didn't expect I I didn't plan this because I came from like let's make pretty graphics and websites and strategies and such and then all of a sudden I'm working with somebody that wants a business and yet we then were having to dive all the way left side because we're talking about like self-conscious trauma unworthiness and then like I had gifts that I didn't know and we're talking about like people getting locked in chambers and stuff and I'm like oh this might have everything to do with why you don't want to be seen right Um, exactly So like, did you have that kind of thing too? Like, did you plan, like, do you do, like, did, did something happen with clients that then you started to just naturally like incorporate the aspect of astrology as a tool for them? Or did you automatically do that? I think, um, okay. So that's a really, that's interesting. Let me think on that because. Or you might find that answer out today. Yeah, (laughs) I came out. I okay. So when I first started, I was very like clinical in my approach because I had come from a therapy background. Yeah. So I was very like, okay, I'm going to do an intake and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to establish what their values are and let's go over what their goals are. So it was very, very clinical, just like I did in therapy. Mm -hmm. But the the challenge was I knew that although I still love therapy, I am a big supporter of therapy. I also knew that many of the issues that I had struggled with from my traumas from childhood, that therapy alongside my spiritual practices was what brought me relief. So even though with my clients, I was still in the woo closet, I didn't want to come out as like super spiritual. At the same time, I also knew that I was doing them a disservice by not telling them that Mm -hmm. I really like crystals and tapping and um, past life regressions. And like, I knew that it was like, I need to teach them that these are other tools that you can utilize to support you in true healing and sustainable healing, because um, that's what everybody, of course, desires. And so I started with some of my, my clients that were already openly woo. It was with them that I was like, are you open to like a sound healing? Like, do you want to do that? And they'd be like, yeah, okay. And so even though forward facing in terms of my marketing, it was very clinical. Like I'm an anxiety coach and um, this is what I do. Behind the scenes, I was super, super like, do you want to pull Oracle cards? Like, let's look at the Mm -hmm, cards, mm -hmm. you know? And so over time though, I think... I, oh, you know what it was? I I got a coach. I got a coach. And in in working with her, that's what she helped me to recognize because I got kind of tired of the types of clients I was bringing in. And she was like, okay, well, if you understand the law of attraction, you are attracting people who are afraid to like step into their truth selves because you are afraid to step into your truth self. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh damn. All right. And so, (laughs) and so that was a really good lesson for me to start openly owning my, my faith. And it's still something that I'm learning to this day because I still find that I do get afraid sometimes of, of being judged, especially by like my family and stuff. But I also just know that my power comes from standing in my truth. Uh, And so that was what really started me into recognizing, like, I have to start being honest about what has truly healed me. And especially considering the fact that I have struggled, like I have 
I self-harmed. I've, I've attempted suicide multiple times. I, I've dealt with the child abuse. I've, I've had so many traumas against me that mm-hmm. at this point, it's like, am I really going to let fear of judgment about my faith be the thing that takes me right. out? Like, <laughs> no. So I, that's, <laughs> that's where it was like, okay, if I could get through so much of this other stuff, I got to figure out how I'm going to get on this other side. And that's what led me to finally starting to open up. But like I said, I don't want to make it seem like now I'm, I'm healed and I'm, I'm confident about it. Cause girl, I still get very scared to post in my stories, my, you know, spiritual full moon routine, you know, or something like that. I still get scared, but I just have to kind of push through it until it gets to a place of feeling confident. And I find that when I do that, that's when I also, I, like I said, I attract the clients that I love to work with Mm -hmm. because I show up in that energy and then they're like, oh yeah, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I have, and that's what I always tell like my people also is like, I, so I speak light language and I didn't know light language and like I channel and my voice will change and all the stuff. And so for me, I, I, I was like, I was, I was, so I also did ayahuasca. So like I've had all kinds of random shit. Okay. Yeah. Like one thing and ayahuasca was way before like my spiritual 30 thing. Oh, Um, not way before, but a couple years before. So like I've had all these little neat, 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 neat along the way. And the whole encompassing element for me was even back when I was, um, I guess normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know what you call it. Cause that was not normal, but you know what I mean? Back in those days, right. um, like I was then so worried about like what people thought of me and trying to blend in and stand out because I was, I had like a very peculiar personality and I, it's like, I always knew that about myself, but it's not that it's bad. Like now I'm like, I like when somebody's like, you're kind of weird. I'm like, yes, good. Yes. I'm being myself. Yes. Um, exactly. You know, I'm a little it's cool. Um, but no, I do. I get frozen with fear at times because yeah. I wasn't looking to be like, hey, I want to use my gifts in my business. Hey, let me go channel. It was like one day I'm on a call and I'm like, oh, shit, what was that? You know, or it it would just happen. And I would have gifts like just happen. And I'm like, oh, and then I what I do, I try to go back to let's do strategy, everyone. Anyone top 10 tips? And then the universe is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And um, our funny story, everybody, funny story. I was kind of doing that last week and then they took my voice from me. Oh, um, you see, you see. Because yeah. <laughs> <what> <laughs> they're like, haven't you learned yet? Exactly. No. And see, you're so intuitive. I mean, the fact that you are, I mean, I could see with the Aries moon that that would, would desire strategy because that's the goddess of war. So she's pretty like intense about strategy and coming up with a plan and taking action and going out and doing it. But the cancer is like hella, hella intuitive. Uh, and so for that to kind of spur within you and just come out of nowhere. It did. Yeah. That makes Left a field, lot of like sense. knocked at the door one day and was like, <laughs> hello, I'm here and I'm not leaving. And I'm like, Oh right. my God, no. <laughs> But now I'm like, all right, fine. We'll hang out. Right. You, know. you have to, because it's so much, it's so much more fun, I feel like when it you- is. It really, yeah. it really truly is. And that's what I told. So I, I made this vow to myself. Um, because like my husband's parents are I'd be the Satan spawn, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay, if they yeah, really yeah. knew what I did. Yeah. And for a while, because of where I live, <clears throat> I live in Louisiana, but I'm from New Orleans and I live kind of in a rural area now. Ooh. And they're all very like devout Christians, you know, which they're like a certain 
place of all this stuff is witchcraft and right. all this stuff is Satan. And I, again, the devil's summoning out of me because I have a crystal yeah. and um, the devil cards also. And then, oh, oh, God, course. if they probably yeah. saw this thing, I guess they think I'm a witch or whatever. Right. Um, oh, but, um, but anyway, uh, I, I got to this place. So we, we built our new house last year and I started putting crystals like in every room because I have a whole whole thing. I have a ca- that cabinet over there. My husband jokes calls it the witch cabinet. When yeah. we were showing my last house, I had to tape it because some kid went inside of it and started oh, using no. like crystal essence sprays. And we like walked in the house like, oh, shit, somebody went in the cabinet. Right. Um, <laughs> because we don't want to scare the buyers right so anyway I once I got here I was like Nathan I was like that's my husband I was like I can't hide anymore man I'm like I can't hide I'm like this is who I am and I'm like even if it has to be like the first like sentence that I talk to somebody like our neighbors are like totally religious and one day I'm like look I'm kind of like a psychic and I do weird stuff I was like can you accept me as I am I'm not looking for you to come to my side but like I don't go to church and I don't want to go to church and I don't do all these things and she's like Hi. Um, and I was like, all right. And I just want to tell my brain, and this is what I want you guys to hear. And, and just like Lexi said, it's like when we really, truly show up as ourselves for ourselves, uh-huh. and it does, it feels a little uncomfortable only because it's a world we didn't exist in in this time. Right. It's a world that has been told to us by other people like, nope, don't go there. Or it's weird. You're going to stand out because that's so bad to stand out. It's not. Right. Um, and, and you do. You will magnetically attract those that want to be around you as well as I've experienced magically transform those around you that may not have had interest in it magically one day do. Right. Right. And you can carry the most amazing phenomenal conversations with people and then you also randomly meet people on instagram and you have this connection with them and that is the magic of the universe and the magic that we carry inside you know exactly oh 100 and that loneliness that a lot of people feel um a lot of times it's like when people tell me like i really struggle with just feeling isolated i feel really alone i feel like i don't have friends and yet they might truly physically have people living in their homes or they Mm -hmm. do actually have friends but if you are not being authentic to who you are spiritually that is where that loneliness is coming from it serves as a beacon to help you to actually come forward in your truth and by doing so then it makes it easier for you to find women like us where this is actually where you're going to feel that sense of wholeness because it's Mm -hmm. true allowance to be yourself so if you are that person who is struggling with loneliness and you do feel like i've tried so many different things to make new friends why is it so tough i urge you to really look into whether or not you have spiritually fulfilled yourself and are being honest about what you actually believe because that in and of itself although it might help you to not be judged by the people that are currently in your life it is also creating that inner tension that's causing you to feel loneliness because you're not being yourself you've abandoned yourself so that loneliness serves as a tool to get you back to that level of of self-containment and then you can manifest what you desire which is connection with other people like you yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. And and the same thing, I've had people ask this question, and and if somebody's asking this question now, listening, yeah. is where do you start? Just experiment. Go explore things. You know, like Lexi said, she always found, you know, astrology kind of fascinating and stuff. Well, I've always just used and asked questions about everything. Like, I questioned everything. And, and those questioning everything, like I, I went to a Catholic high school. And I remember one day coming home when I was like, I think it was a freshman or something. And it was the first time I connected with my dad. We had like no commonalities. And one day I just was like, 
dad, I just don't get it. I'm like, they, they tell you all these things, like all these rules, but who said that? Like, where did that come from? And my dad had the biggest smirk on his face. And he's like, let me tell you about being agnostic. And then oh. I'm like, what? So like, that was like, I call it like my gateway in right. my dad. I joke. Well, he's not with me anymore. He died last year, but I was like, he was like my activator. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's what I'm getting at. It can start with a simple question. That was the point to that. It can start with a simple question. It can start with a simple curiosity. Like, I, Mother Ayahuasca called me for two years before I went and flew to Peru and did ayahuasca. Wow. Um, the spirit called me for years before I would actually answer the door to listen. Wow. And I'm telling you, the biggest shift I had when my gifts came in the year when I was 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, um, all I did, I remember I it wasn't doing anything spiritually. I wasn't doing anything spiritually inclined, but what I was doing was choosing myself. I was really choosing myself in a way, and I had overcome lots of therapy and trauma and all the shit that uncovered itself and still did like over the last six uh five years yeah. since but it's like I just looked at myself in a new way and said anything is possible because I am in it and I shit you not it was like three weeks later that like that knock hit the door and it well actually it wasn't even that at an incident where I was supposed to just be a normal human happened yeah. <laughs> somebody wasn't a mastermind like retreat with I didn't even know and then I read her wasn't planning on it we were just having a human conversation about mind mapping yeah and just some kind of weird soul shit with her and then sitting on a plane long story short next to my husband I just looked at him I was like life's never the same again yeah. and it was literally not because I in the pursuit of other than in the pursuit of myself yeah and I, th I think if we stop trying to look always outside of ourselves for the answer right. and when when we take the time to look at ourselves inside and realize like what we contain and what we have right. like that's when you guys this world starts to change you know yeah. Yeah. And then wow. you just shine. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was really great having you on the show. Um, I thought like, your little paragraph prior was yeah. like a great conclusionary element too um, of just guys like we are, we are, if you are listening to us, you, I call us the others. I call us yeah. the, the movement makers, the change makers. It's just that we are before the head of our time right now. So it seems like we're somewhere else. It seems like the world doesn't fit us, but the world is opening so much to fit us because so many more people are transforming into their true selves. It's not transforming to our side. They're yeah. transforming into their selves. This is not a cult. This is not a religion. This is the form of seeing yourself so unadulteratedly, purely you. And we're so unique in our creation, in our design, in our astrology makeup, exactly. and in our fingerprints. Yes. <laughs> and we're meant to do that. Where it's cool. Like, when you look at astrology, it's interesting. So um, one of the things about millennials is our Pluto is in Scorpio. So for every, okay, so Pluto takes a very long time to rotate around the sun um, because it's so far away. And so the gravitational pull isn't as strong. So with that, it'll stay in a particular sign for many, many years. And with that, what we call that is we call it a generational planet as opposed to personal planets. So personal mm -hmm. planets are things like your sun sign, your moon sign, your Mercury, uh, because they move faster. So for the millennial generation and a little bit of the 90, well, no, that's still millennials well no the later millennial um no they would be gen z uh but some of them are also pluto and scorpio so for many of the millennials we have our pluto actually was in scorpio at that time 
and Scorpio rules over transformation, healing, death, rebirth, sexuality, um, shadow work, as well as like the dark side of spirituality. Mm -hmm. And the dark side doesn't have to mean something like scary. It's just the parts of the spirituality that are not as as comfortable and as pretty as uh, the lighter side of spirituality, which Pisces rules over that side of it. So with that being said, for the you look at our generation and how much we demand change. Also, Pluto rules over government. So uh, we demand change in our government. We demand accountability. We are constantly transformation. We are part of the information age. You and I, we grew up with, you know, uh, at the, the beginning of YouTube and Facebook yep. and, and cell phones and all these things becoming normal parts of our lives. But by that time we were in middle school and high school. So we had years where that was not a significant part of our life. And we got to grow up with that change of like the baton of lifetime. So mm-hmm. with that, it makes a lot of sense why there's a lot of people awakening at this time, because we are the generation that awakens the the true depth of healing and death and rebirth and bringing that to the forefront and then demanding accountability and change. We're doing it in our government. We're doing it in our world. This is why the last few years, I truly believe, have been so transformational. It's been difficult. Yeah, (laughs) but it's also part of our, we were born for that. So that's Mm. why so many of us now are getting into this place where we do want to find out how do we take our power back? How do we, which Pluto also rules over power. So how do we take our power back? How do we get our, our freedom back and how can we be true to who we are? And that's why I believe so many of us are asking those questions. So if you are like Danielle has said, it's like, allow yourself to dive into the question instead of just going, well, I don't know how to answer that. So I'm just going to not think about it. Go ahead and explore it. If you find yourself seeing, you know, if your friends are talking about spiritual things or talking about um, more to life and wanting to intentionally create their outcomes, have those conversations. Don't shy away from it. If there's fear there, look into your fear. Why are you afraid? Is it your programming from growing up in the society you grew up in, in the church you grew up in, in the family unit you grew up in? What actually makes you feel happy, alive, abundant, free? Answer those questions because it's in the process of answering that you begin the process of finding out who you are. And there's never Mm -hmm. an ending to it. We're always going to be in a state of transformation because we are the Pluto and Scorpio generation. And especially if you are a Scorpio, you're definitely going to be changing all the time. Poor so, Scorpios. <laughs> so it's like there's you're no damned. end to it, right? <laughs> there's no end to it. But just allow yourself to actually dive deep into the waters of spirituality because I'm positive that if you have been questioning, the peace that you seek is inside of that search. It's not by ignoring that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I know. We're complex, yet such simplistic, complex creatures. (laughs) Such a weird thing. How can you be simplistic and complex? We just are, yo. Like we are so simple yet complex. Because the answer usually is so flipping simple, but we are like, instead of just walking across the street, we're gonna take a plane, a bar. Exactly. Right. Two rental right. cars, a nap, two hotel stays, and then like, oh wait, wasn't I here before? Yes, right. exactly. You were. You got there in three minutes. Like, 
exactly. but I think that journey it is you like you said a couple times is is that's the same thing guys like look I have I have come into many spiritual gifts I have had all these different things happen but I'm still learning I'm still going through something right now yeah still going through right now right yeah because life just, is a bunch of lessons. Like this is yeah. this is what it is. I've heard people call it earth school and I really like that. Oh, because, that's neat. I like yeah, it. Yeah, right? I love that. Because then it's like, yeah, this is, our soul came here to this earth to learn the lessons. Learn, yeah. And the challenges that we face allow us to see who we really are. So yeah. whenever you are going through a hard time, that is the moment that you actually get to see the goddess within. Um, when everything is cool and it's all peaceful and it's fine, that's wonderful. That's the time that you get to really explore the abundance that you've that you've um, created for yourself. But it's in these moments of challenges that where we don't feel so abundant and we don't always feel so safe that we actually get to see what are you really made of? What is your faith? Do you really believe in yourself? Do you really trust the universe? Mm -hmm. So even though it sucks to go through those shitty ass times at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't know how powerful I was if I did not Without go it. through the things yep. that I've gone through and then come out on the other side stronger for it. Uh, and that's where my attitude towards difficulty, I don't love it. Like I said, I don't live in the space of like, yeah, a challenging time. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I do remind myself after I've had a good cry and after I've like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, taken an edible to relax. I'm like, <laughs> after that, then I'm like, you know what? This is teaching me that I'm a bad bitch and I'm about to show up yes. like nobody else before. So it's like, yes. allow yourself to see those challenges as permission to actually shine. Very much so. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it on that note because I think that's a phenomenal way to leave it. It is polarity of our life, of ourselves, but it's only what you want to like encompass that yourself grows, you know, helps yeah. us build resilience and relatability. Right. Uh, <laughs> I love that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank it was absolutely you. wonderful and fun. Um, and and for you guys, if you want to find out about Lexi, I'm going to have her information on the show notes page. You guys can go check her out, stalk her on Instagram like I did. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> Connect. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I will talk to you guys and see you on the next show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.